Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to the Wolverine.com podcast, the YouTube channel here, if you're watching, or in our video player on the website. It is Monday, December 4th. Uh, decided not to do a live show today. Three of us are coming off uh, Indianapolis travel. I just figured we'd take uh, the team has this week off. So we figured we'd take Monday night off. Uh, still going to answer your questions at the end of the show, uh, but a lot to discuss. Obviously, college football playoff field revealed Michigan's the number one seed. They will play number four Alabama in the Rose Bowl on January 1st. Texas and Washington will meet in the Sugar Bowl in the other semifinal. The winner of those two games is heading to Houston to play for the national title. So it's finally here. As we record here today, we are four weeks away from the Rose Bowl. We'll discuss the matchup, uh, our early thoughts on it. There's a lot of a lot of decompressing, first from the regular season to do, and then we'll dive into Bama and, and all the deep dives later on, but we will do initial thoughts on that. We'll talk about the playoff field in general, especially you know the Florida State stuff and, and how things shook out there, and then also take your questions at the end of the show. But Anthony Broom here with Chris Ballas, Clayton Safey. Fellas, uh, good weekend. Still kind of uh from the mental still mentally hungover a little tired from it but uh the show must go on good to be back with you yeah god he still can't shake this crap man kept me in bed i missed the meet and greet but you guys held down the fort there and heard they had a special guest show up that was pretty fascinating so um but always seeing almost friday night guys uh, was fantastic and you know the best part is covering a championship again for the third year in a row and uh, you never take it for granted, uh, and you never should, and uh, we certainly won't. It's a great weekend. Yeah, wonderful, 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 as Michigan's head coach said. I mean, from uh, from the dinner on Friday night to the game on Saturday to the trophy uh, presentation Saturday night, and the Lions win on Sunday as we were driving back. It was uh, one of the best weekends I've ever had. So the fact that we get paid to do this is pretty crazy still, and the fact that we're going to get paid to go to the Rose Bowl is even more insane to me. So we are very blessed. Yeah, we got a great we are, team, guys. Yeah, we are blessed, and I will say, I will say again, yeah, thank you to everyone uh, who showed up at uh, at the meetup at District Tap. Met a lot of great. Uh, finally, great to put some familiar faces or familiar names to faces, uh, and just the generosity of the kind words. Uh, obviously, you know, buying us a drink. A couple people slid a few bucks in our pocket for potential travel budget purposes as things get. A little bit tight here with West Coast travel coming up, but uh, we are ready for the postseason. Also ready for a little bit of a break here, too. Uh, but before we get into the nuts and bolts of this show, I would like to talk to you guys, our friends, you guessed it, over at Homefield. You've heard me on the post-game shows this year. You've heard all of us, I think, at some point speak about how awesome Homefield is as a brand. They are a premium collegiate apparel brand based in Indianapolis. Obviously, we just came from there. They have a commitment to creating incredibly comfortable, officially licensed apparel with vintage college designs. They have a growing collection of over 150 colleges to choose from, including your favorite teams like Michigan, myself, Central Michigan alum. They have a collection for them. 
I think all the Michigan directional schools at this point. So a lot of Christmas shopping coming up for you guys. You can gear up with the alums of several different schools in your family. Head on over to homefield.com. As I've said before, or homefieldapparel.com. As I've said before, I have an entire closet full of this stuff, entire drawers. I mean, like everything I packed for Indianapolis was practically home field apparel. So head on over to homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Wolverine23 and use the code for 15% off any customer's first order. So uh, definitely get your Christmas shopping done. That warehouse is about to be slammed with orders. So get your orders in as soon as possible and tell them that the Wolverine sent you. Use that promo code Wolverine23 for 15% off over at homefieldapparel.com. We will kind of put a bow on the Big Ten championship game here in a little bit, but obviously the big news, Michigan's drawing Alabama in the Rose Bowl semifinal. And there were, you know, depending on this is what's interesting to me, fellas, is that, you know, we all, I think at least a few of us took video of the reaction in the hotel ballroom when the team found out what the matchup was. There were reactions from the other side of the ballroom uh, that, I don't know, basically people taking away what they want to see. It's an inkblot test. It's a Rorschach test to you know throw the slop around however you feel about the matchup but the fact of the matter is is that when the the dust settled it is michigan and alabama and this is a michigan program that has said from the start this year it's it's houston or bust it's national title or bust and given that they have had these postseason bowl woes under jim harbaugh they are one and six there's something uh, maybe poetic's not the word but in order to snap that you're gonna have to do it against the biggest boogeyman that exists in college football right now. And arguably, maybe not so arguably, you know, the further we go along here, the greatest coach in college football history. So the task is tall, but the playoff is no place to be nervous about a matchup. And that's where we're heading at, or that's where we're at heading into this game. We got a special guest. That is not a black cat either. It's a gray cat. So uh, yeah, when you talk about boogeyman, that, <laughs> the cat jumps up there. Uh, sweet cat. She really is. Um, anyway, uh, Lucy, I just call her Kitty. So uh, <laughs> she's not mine. She's my daughter's cat, but, but she's a good cat. Anyway, um, I'll say this, guys. Uh, let me ask you, who would you have rather played, Florida State or Alabama? I'm asking you both of you guys. If I was Michigan, I'd, I'd probably rather play Florida State just because they don't have their quarterback. But it doesn't mean that they didn't deserve to get in. Absolutely. I think the committee screwed them, uh, and it was an absolute joke. Anthony? Yeah, it, I mean, obviously, it's Florida State, yeah, right? right? I mean, it's it's the I'll – be, I'll be upfront about that. Like, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of any saltiness from what mm-hmm. happened is that, yeah, Michigan has to play a tougher team. Yeah. And, and you say that with the caveat that – you know, we know what last year was, right? You got TCU, which was the quote unquote layup that was going to send you mm-hmm. to the national title game. And it didn't go your way, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you put, look at the matchup on paper. Michigan's probably a two score favorite if they play for Florida state. Now they're playing Alabama as a slight favorite and what's basically a pick them game. So yeah, yeah, I mean, no question. I mean, we could debate about who's most deserving and whatnot, but you know, if you're a Michigan fan, yeah, you drew the tougher matchup. That yeah. it is. What Yep. And that's to me why, you know, and I thought going in and I wrote this in my column on uh, Saturday night that let's be honest, there's no way in hell they're leaving out the SEC champion because, uh, you know, politics or whatever. Uh, But are they the better team? Yeah. Um, Are they the more deserving team? Probably not. And, you know, that's why we need an expanded playoff. And that's what we're going to get next year, which is great. Um, But to me, given how Michigan has prepared for this game uh, outside the first year, they had a decent game against Florida State. A, a kickoff return in the Orange Bowl prevented them from winning, essentially. 
but um, this is, you know, that's part of the deal here is they got to be better. The coaches have to be better and put them in better positions to win in the postseason. And like I just said on the huge show, treat this almost like the Ohio State game where you come out with your best game plan of the year. You can't just do what you've been doing and think and expect to, to push these guys off. And these are better athletes, guys. Uh, I watch, I've watched Alabama several times this year. Anybody, everybody said, if you've watched Alabama at all this year, then you know this, this, and this. And, and I also know, yeah, that they didn't play. They often played to the level of their competition, but they are capable of playing up as well. And I thought that's what they did against Georgia. They've got huge athletes that move extremely well on both lines. They've got uh, corners that are going to lock down Michigan's uh, receivers, right? So where's the advantage for Michigan on offense against the Alabama defense? People are saying, well, teams have run on Alabama. Michigan hasn't run on just about anybody this year, right? I can think of one game, Nebraska, where they really moved the ball pretty well on the ground very effectively. Other than that, it was hit or miss. So uh, they're going to need to dial some stuff up and rely on J.J. McCarthy a little bit more in his feet and to make plays because if they beat Alabama, he's going to be the reason why, in my opinion. I think the defense can hold its own. I don't think Alabama's got a great passing attack. So, But, again, we don't know what to expect with the running quarterback either. Uh, I, I trust Jesse Minner. Uh, with the exception of last year's TCU game, he's been done a fantastic job against good football teams. But um, to me, it's not a great matchup for Michigan. And yes, it, this no, it is not recency bias. It is looking at the matchups and looking at the talent on the football field. I think Alabama is going to give Michigan all they can handle. Yeah, when it's kind of one of these coin flip games that you get yourself mm-hmm. into. And that's why I do find it funny. And this is a narrative that we're going to have over the next four weeks until kickoff is, well, this is Michigan's third time. What have they learned from the last two? It's like, I mean, yeah, I'm sure you learn stuff here and there. Nick Saban talked about it yesterday, how they lost their first semifinal game to Ohio State in 2014. Now they've won six in a row and gotten to the mm-hmm. national championship in their last six appearances. Uh, and he said, you know, they maybe they practiced too much the first time and you learn things. But at the end of the day, you got to go out and execute in those 60 minutes. You know, people probably blame too much on, oh, did they, did they take it too serious or did they prepare too much? Did they not do enough? you know, recreational activities leading up to the bowl game. Did they overlook TCU? That's all hindsight stuff and, you know, stuff that you look at afterwards if you lose. If if you win, it would have been they were confident and they played loose and whatever if you lose. So they got to just figure out a way to use this next month the best they can. They're taking this week off. Get everybody fresh. I think that's clearly going to be something that, you know, every team at this time of year needs to do. Uh, and then you got to play your best game on that, on that night because we know Alabama can – you know, they can play a really close game against Auburn and, and pretty much probably should have lost the game. Uh, they could play really close against, you know, an Arkansas type of team like they did, but they can also beat the number one team in the country. They just beat the number one team in the country. It's still amazing to me that after all of this and the biggest storyline in college football coming into the year was Georgia chasing a third straight, you know, for the first time since Minnesota in the 1930s. And Georgia's just poof out um, of it, right? Yep. Um, they, you know, have a really they have a solid season. I guess you could say, and it was really clogged up at the top this year with, uh, you know, with all these teams, you know, three undefeated teams and then the one loss teams, the undefeated team gets left out. I feel terrible for Florida State, did everything they could. Um, but, yeah, it's it's going to be an exciting matchup. And as Jim Harbaugh said yesterday, two true blue buds in college football. Those two colors clashing in that iconic stadium with the sunset. Uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be fun, but. There's no question a lot of it's going to come down to McCarthy and Milrow and, you know, what quarterback plays better. I think that's going to be a huge matchup as we get into it going into the game. But uh, overall, I think it's it's going to be kind of one of those coin flip type of games. And you're going to have to win those to win the national title. It's not going to be easy at all. It's going to be tough. 
And uh, I think Michigan is is kind of you know ready for that type of challenge based on talking to these guys yesterday. I just you know I talked about this on the board late last night. Um, you know I know there's a lot of there's a lot of anx- anxiousness for the matchup in this game and the opponent given their history, right? I mean it is given even if you don't think they are this year what they have been, it's still Alabama, it's still Nick Saban, but I think you can take some solace in this, or at least you know. Let me try and talk you off the ledge a little bit. You know, the college football playoff committee went out there and named you the number one team in the country, right? And you earned that. Obviously, it took Georgia, you know, it took a lot of things to get there. But as we head into this college football playoff, Michigan is the number one seed. They were ranked number one yesterday uh, in the AP poll for, I think, the first time since 1998. So I think with a lot of this, you know, the Big Ten being as weak as it was this year, and again, Michigan gets a ton of credit for you know when when those matchups are as lopsided on paper as they are, a lot of those lopsided wins look like what it's supposed to look like. But I think given that you know again the last month or so, obviously a lot of a lot more resistance with the schedule, but it was always going to build up to that. But I think that with how I won't say easy, but getting through back to back regular seasons at twelve and 0, 13 and zero has primed a lot of people into thinking that if the matchup doesn't look like a gimme for Michigan or they don't have this lopsided advantage somewhere, then they're screwed. But it should also be the other way around too. Like you're in the playoff, you know, resistance on a lot of cases can be good. Um, You know, you can say it in hindsight last year, but I know there are people that were, we were, we were one of them or some of them that they booked their flights to LA before the Fiesta bowl even happened. So, and I'm not like, obviously it's different for the team and the players, but you know, to me, my my early thoughts on this Alabama team is that, you know, obviously I think up front on both sides of the ball, probably the best and most athletic team they've seen. I, in fact, not probably. I mean, they will be. Yeah. Um, I think that Ohio State's skill players are probably better. I don't know that it's quarterback, that Ohio State's quarterback is better than Jalen Milrow yet. I just haven't watched enough of him. Um but it feels like, you know, Alabama, I think, has kind of taken things to the next level when they've had those those elite, elite skill players. And they have really good ones. But, you know, I don't see, you know, I don't see a Jamison Williams or a Jerry Judy or a Devontae Smith in the wide receiver room. I, I don't see, um, you know, insert litany of Alabama great running backs on this team. Um, I am of the belief, and again, reserve the right, this is not a prediction, Reserve the right to change it as we gather more intel and more information. But I think this Michigan defense can play with anyone in the country. I think it's the best defense that is in this field right now. I think the two best defenses in the college football playoff will play in this Rose Bowl. And my early read is that if Michigan plays the way it did against Ohio State, I think they'll win. And if they don't, or if there's a little let up from that, they'll probably lose. I don't. I think it'll be close regardless, but... That's just kind of where we're at. Um, but just because a game is a coin flip game doesn't mean Michigan is screwed, right? Like you're the best team in college while heading into this game. So um, be mindful of that. And they're the best team on paper or not on paper, but uh, ranked that way. Uh, I think if, for example, if Georgia, if there was an expanded uh, field and it was 12 this year, would Georgia still be the favorite to win it all? They might well be, right? That's the crazy part about this. And, and it's just like. They'd have um, to play an extra game. But. They would, and they still might be the favorite to win it all, you know, because uh, maybe that maybe they're the best team. Who knows? And it, it's not about being favored, you know. To me, it's about matchups. And what worries me the most, 
and no, nothing scares you, right? It's like, but we've seen it all. And I'll go back to 2000, the Rose Bowl, the Orange Bowl, rather, with Tom Brady, when Michigan realized that they were facing athletes like they hadn't seen all year on offense and they couldn't do what they wanted to do offensively. They went to Tom Brady and David Terrell, and that was the difference in the ballgame, along with some tight end uh, seam routes and things like that, where they changed it up completely and just aired it out. They said, all right, this is how we're going to do it. Does Michigan have the receivers to be able to do that? No, not against these cornerbacks, in my opinion. Uh, and this offensive line, guys, has struggled in pass protection against, I would say, almost the majority of the teams on the on the schedule at times. And and that, and now you're playing a different animal. And that's what worries me the most is this offensive line isn't good enough, especially without Zach's interim there. We've seen the tackles. You've got guards playing tackles. Are there going to be? Is the pass protection going to hold up? And if you can't run the ball on this team, and again, they haven't really run the ball consistently on just about anybody this year. Um, how are they going to move the ball? What are they going to do? They're going to have to be creative. And that's to me where asking JJ McCarthy to do a little bit more with his feet comes into play and changing up your tendencies comes into play. Preparing for this one like you prepared for Ohio State and showing something completely different than maybe Alabama expects might be the best way to move the football. So Jim's got to be able to got to be willing to do it um, because uh, to me, again, you're playing the most athletic team you will have played all year. These guys have been recruiting extremely well, and I, I've seen every game. Everybody says, oh, it's recency bias. No, it's not. I've seen other Alabama games this year where they've you know, played to the level of their competition but this is still an extremely talented football team that matches up really well with Michigan at some of the key positions. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that it is going to be tough for Michigan to, especially without Zach Zinter, uh, yeah. run the football on Alabama, which Georgia wasn't, you know, Georgia doesn't have a, a fantastic run game this year, but they weren't able to run on them really at all 78 yards in the SEC championship game. So it, it's a lot of it's going to come down to McCarthy. And I think, you know, the offense hasn't looked, Super great against Maryland and then against Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. Iowa has a good defense. And honestly, I, I don't think J.J. was fully healthy in, in this game on, on Saturday either. You know, took some hits in that game that might have, uh, that might have you know, taken their toll a little bit. So I think this month off is going to be good. But, yeah, they do, they do have to get great play out of him. And then you're going to have to contain Jalen Milrow, um, you know, on the other side of the ball because, uh, you know – Michigan historically has had trouble with mobile quarterbacks, you know, I mean, going back years and years and years. So that's going to be a tough challenge. And, and everyone this year, just about everyone, especially once Jalen Miller Milrow really took off uh, has had, you know, issues containing him. So uh, it's going to be a really tough task for Michigan, but uh, I think it's, you know, really going to be a tough task for Alabama to, uh, to score or move the ball against this Michigan defense and to, uh, you know, also to defend the, the Michigan offense as well. It's going to be difficult, and and I know he's been at Alabama for a long time, but I think there are a few people in any at any level of college sports that hates Michigan as much as Nick Saban does. So you give that guy a month to prepare, you're going to have to have your best game. You're going to have your best coach game. You're going to have your best game plan. You're going to have to, you know, this next month kind of serves as a reset, not just get a little bit healthy, but kind of, you know, everything now is geared towards winning this football game because if you don't, your season's over. And that this is, uh, you know, this is just where we're at now. So no margin for error. We'll see. We'll, we'll have a lot on Alabama in the coming days, weeks, uh, heading up to the, we'll all be there. That's exciting. I I've never been to a Rose bowl. Clayton's never been to a Rose bowl. Super excited to get that, uh, you know, notch that off the, the old list there. But um, any other thoughts on Michigan, Alabama or just, or the other semifinal in general? 
Uh, no, I'm excited, guys, to get to the Rose Bowl. For you guys to see it for the first time excites me because it's a it's a unique experience. Um, the Arroyo Seco, uh, I wish Lloyd Carr, you could talk to him about it, listening to him talk about it back in the day and seeing his eyes light up. It really is one of the greatest experiences in college football, and uh, we had a great time in India. I know we'll have a great time out there, so looking forward to being out there with you fellas. No doubt. And just also just what an accomplishment it is for these four teams to get in because there are some great football teams that didn't make it in this year and, and every year. Michigan's been, you know, that team a, a couple seasons as well, you know, before the last three three years. So now Michigan joins an elite group with uh, Clemson, Alabama um, and Oklahoma to make three in a row. So an accomplishment on an individual basis and with the streak that they have going right now, 13 and 0. So uh, just fantastic. And as Jim Harbaugh said yesterday, you're in position to be in position to be where they want to be, which is national champs. And if they do become national champs at 15 and 0, Jim Harbaugh is getting a tattoo. So, uh, you know, there's uh, you know, they got an opportunity to uh, to accomplish every single goal. And every team in the country back in August is sitting there in fall camp talking about their goals. A lot of them, you know, are, are decent enough to have this as one of their goals, but only four remain. So, we are lucky to be covering that as well because uh, all eyes will be on those two matchups on New Year's Day. All right. Well, we will get to more of Alabama, Michigan in the coming weeks. Uh, we're going to go to questions now. But before we do that, I want to take a brief moment to discuss our friends at Lewis Jewelers. Uh, Lewis Jewelers has served the Ann Arbor and Detroit region since 1921. Lewis Jewelers' reputation and continued success stems from their belief that a successful jewelry store is built on integrity, quality customer service, and quality products. Lewis Jewelers are a proud partner of the Wolverine and Michigan Athletics, and they are out to ensure that every client walks through their doors or peruses the virtual store and are taken care of. They have a non-commissioned trusted advisor team that always is ready to provide a professional experience, advice, and expertise. There's no pressure, no commission involved. So, Located in the bustling city limits of Ann Arbor, Michigan, Lewis Jewelers proudly served the Ann Arbor and surrounding southeastern Michigan communities by providing an exquisite selection of fine jewelry, as well as excellent customer service to its residents and visitors. So visit them at their location over on 300 South Maple Road in Ann Arbor or online at lewisjewelers.com. All right, we went Celebrate to the, the moment. Celebrate the moment, AB. That's the tagline. Is All it? right. Well, I missed that yeah. one. That's a great store. I, I've been. I went there and got my uh, my wife's uh, engagement ring. As a matter of fact, fantastic store. It's where Ann Arbor gets engaged. There it is. That's right. Is where that Ann Arbor gets engaged. Okay. No, that's what they. That's the commercials. <laughs> is it? See, I don't know. All right. What's next? Here we go. All right. Well, we went to the fort, our premium message board earlier today, and again uh, for our YouTube subscribers, you can uh, get one or two months of access for one dollar just for our friends on YouTube using the promo code UM1. So be sure to check that out to get access. But we did go to the message board and ask for your questions to close out today's show like we do every week. So Clayton, I have put you in charge of being the uh, the man that reads the questions today. So what do you got for us? Well, no one should put me in charge of anything, first of all, but I will read a couple. Uh, BW underscore blue five says what positions would you target from the portal, which opened today, December 4th? <coughs> and it's kind of interesting, too, where 
if you're in the college football playoff, you're just in a completely different world than everybody else right now in college football because the portal is blowing up. There are quarterbacks going in from top 10 teams, Kyle McCord from Ohio State, Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma. They're not top 10, but you know these top programs, guys that are in really good situations are leaving. Michigan isn't really going to know what's going to happen with a lot of their guys' decisions before the playoff, but they still have to make preparations like they did last year for what some of those could be. Um, so I would go quarterback, regardless of what JJ does, edge rusher, corner, wide receiver, and then you know you, you take best available too. I think that's got to be that's got to be a priority. Yeah, running back Trevor Etienne uh, is apparently on the you know at least on their radar. Uh, I haven't heard the lead, latest on him this weekend, but there have been rumblings that he's going to be in the portal at some point. So out uh, of Florida, um, I think that you look there with Blake Corum leaving, and regardless of what Donovan Edwards does, Donovan still has to prove he's the number one back, fellas. Uh, he had a, had a really nice end of the season last year, but he's got to be a tougher runner between the tackles, got to be able to break some more tackles. And, um, you know, it wasn't all his fault this year. And we saw that with the way that Blake Corum ran too, but uh, you can always look for safeties. I think they're targeting a safety. I think it was Anthony that wrote the article today about that. And um, anytime you can find an elite position uh, player, it doesn't matter where, uh, and they might be interested, then you take a look, even if it's on the offensive line. Uh, I wouldn't surprise me to see him target the offensive line again too. So, um, and kicker, right? Uh, with Is James Turner gone for sure? Does he have another year? I don't know. I think he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so there's another one. Yeah, for me, I, I think the, the ones that stick out, cornerback, obviously would love to see them add another body there, especially at nickel with Mikey Sainer still moving on after this year. Uh, I think that you could make an argument for adding maybe another body at linebacker too. Michael mm-hmm. Barrett won't be around. We don't know what happened with Junior Colson. Um, my thing is if JJ McCarthy returns, he's coming back to help lead Michigan to a 12 team playoff and make a run at whatever, you know, whatever, no matter what happens this year, if he returns, they're looking to make a run and make another push. And I'd be, I'd be targeting, you know, a a top flight, legitimate bona fide number one receiver to pair with him. Because I think that with these, uh, with these offenses coming into the big 10 next year, I think you're going to have to fire out firepower a lot of teams and uh, I, they have some guys I like, but I don't know that they have a solid legitimate true number one guy for next year. So that's where I'd be looking. We could spend real quick on this one, but miss uh, miss Vixen says, is JJ coming back? Uh, is UM interested in Dante Moore? Would Michigan look at McCord? I don't, I doubt they'd look at McCord, but from what Dante Moore said, Michigan has expressed interest in him and JJ coming back. I mean, I think there's certainly a possibility of that, but it, again, it's just too early to say. Yeah, it is. Dante Moore, possibly. Yeah. You know, it'd be nice to get to some of these guys the first time around. But, you know, it's funny. Part of the recruiting pitch is if you take, you know, the money somewhere else, we'll get you in the portal, you know. And uh, and that's played out that way in a lot of instances. And so, um, yeah, I, 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 do, I do think there's a legit possibility that J.J. McCarthy comes back for one more year as well. I would agree with that. And it is interesting. You look around all these, this plethora of guys that enter the portal, a lot of familiar names that oh, flipped at the 11th hour to take a bag are, are just suddenly back on the market. So, yeah, it's uh, I think you're always constantly recruiting your roster, even if guys don't pick your school. So it's just where we're at now. But uh, Gut says J.J. McCarthy does come back. Yeah. Mish 56, do you honestly think there will be a signed contract with Harbaugh before the bowl game? They would be wise to get that done immediately. Yeah. And I don't know. Uh, it's possible is what I would say. And 
Um, again, the NCAA is talking to people this week at Michigan. I know that for a fact. So, and it's the language, right? There's some language in there, guarantee versus not guarantee. What if, what if this happens, you know, then Jim wants to know, are they going to fight for me? Probably. So, um, it's hard to say. So at this point, and this is coming from the people who, who are working on it or who are close to it. So, uh, they are working on it, however, and, Hopefully nothing else comes out. You know, a lot of these BS rumors that are coming from the Buckeye fans that are just hoping, you know, oh, there's gambling, you know, or, oh, my God, you know, they're doing this, they're doing that. Yeah, bet. Yeah, no, none of that. So, but uh, the NCAA is still investigating, so we'll have to see what comes of that as well. I don't really have a thought on it. I defer well, to you, Chris. So, there you um, go. we'll see. The, the, it should have been done the winner, last winner. Now it's almost next winner. So, right? we'll see. Yeah. I mean, it'd be wise. too long. They've waited too long. Let's be honest. I mean, they've waited too long this time. They waited too long yeah. other times. I mean, it seems to be quite the theme and not just with this coach either. Seagar, yeah. um, S-E-G-A-R, says, how does Michigan keep this thing rolling next year? It feels really good to be uh, at the top of college football. I mean, look, I think the defense is going to be pretty stacked next year. You do have to fill a couple holes. I think the secondary certainly is – it's one of those, and again, we'll see who comes back. We won't know for a while on a lot of these guys as well. The offense, if JJ's back, I think you're you're good. You still got to fill a couple holes, but I think people are forgetting too how well they have filled those holes with the transfer portal the last couple of years, especially this past year. I mean, look at the guys that are contributing from the portal. They may not all be starters, but most of them in the rotation. A lot of them have made pretty big impact. So you know, you can't just sit here and project the roster and be like, oh, you know, it's going to take a huge step back. Now it might. But, you know, I think that there's still so much you can do with a roster between now and the time you take the field next year. That's A. And then B, look at all the guys coming back that were all Big Ten players. I'm sorry. The offensive line is going to be solid again, at least. You know, you got guys like G.O.L. Hattie who could play at an extremely high level who's been waiting his turn and can't wait to make the most of it. You're going to have some of those guys come back on the one more year fund. There's no guarantee Roman Wilson's not coming back. He said this might be my last game at, at Michigan Stadium when we talked to him after Ohio State. You look at the interior line with Mason Graham, Rayshon Benny, and Kenneth Grant. And then if you get some of those guys back on the one-year fund with Jalen Harrell and Braden McGregor, possibly, you've got guys there that play a ton of football at an extremely high level. And to sit there and say that this team is going to take a huge step backward is just it just isn't accurate, in my opinion, especially if J.J. McCarthy comes back. So um, these guys play championship football, and now you have the expectation of winning, fellas. Uh, that means a lot. And they, know, and they know what they're doing in the portal. Absolutely. Well, and keeping this thing rolling too could still be going ten and two, or maybe even nine and three, still being in that top twelve. And if you're in the playoff, to me, you're in the conversation, and you are quote unquote keeping this thing rolling. So, yeah, yeah I mean, there, there's good, there could be a natural step back. I mean, you're not, um, you know, just take it a game like Texas that you know if Michigan played Texas instead of UNLV in week two this year, it might have been a different conversation, right? So again, there are a lot of factors at play, but. Uh, keep this thing rolling i think as of right now i think that there's a good chance that that can happen where you stay in that conversation so sasquatch 616 after michigan beats alabama and then the winner of washington texas to win the championship this year will this team finally be given the credit it deserves from the national media or will there still be a large number of detractors that insist that there should be an asterisk next to our names in the record books it's already quieted down. Yes. Uh, certainly, at, you know, after the Ohio State game, you didn't hear much about that. Uh, of course, you got some salty Buckeyes or whatever saying, oh, they should have, you know, had Michigan out and Florida State in. Like, no, it was between Texas and Alabama and, and Florida State, not Michigan. Obviously, 
Uh, but they can't really see past that with whatever color glasses they're wearing. But I, I think this could be the most pure national championship if they win it of all time. We know for a fact they're not stealing signs right now or you know, certainly haven't since late October. And other teams are doing acts like that and probably worse when you look at how they constructed their rosters. So this would be a very legitimate national championship if Michigan's fortunate enough to, to do that. Yeah, the only idiots talking about it right now wear green and white and scarlet and gray, and it's coping mechanism for both of them. Uh, and it's just got to be painful for them to have to live with it for another year because nobody else gives a damn anymore. That narrative went out the window, and even Tony Petiti looked like, you know, as he shrank away from the podium on Saturday night, like, well, sorry, guys, we tried. You know what? But it's over. Nobody gives a, nobody gives a damn. Tony Petiti turned into the the mouse that he is, the rat that he is, and scurried away from the stage. <laughs> I've never seen it. Never seen anything like that before. But, uh, yeah, man, it's um, – I think that them winning this national championship, if they're fortunate enough to even get past Alabama, get past Texas or Washington. Yeah. I mean, that's, it does shut a lot of narratives up, right? Because as Rich Eisen likes to say, that whole operation was ripped out root and branch. Um, I feel like if they win it, the noise will just pick up and people will scream tainted for the rest of their lives. And that's, that's fine. But you know what? Um, Will we will have been to the Rose Bowl? We will have potentially went to Houston uh, as a staff, and I, I, you can't put an asterisk next to that. Like we were, we were there. We will have seen it happen. So let them say what they're going to say uh, because they were going to say it anyways. Two HF five Forney B says, "Did we break Ohio State?" Probably referring to a lot of the guys: Julian Fleming in the portal, Kyle McCord in the portal, some other Ohio State contributors. In there, I think Abuka's going to the NFL. Obviously, you assume Harrison's going to. It's funny. You lose that game, and you, you know, it, it immediately turns into like an identity crisis. And Michigan's been on the other side of that in the past, where maybe you overreact, you make a hire, you, you know, maybe you shouldn't have that sort of thing. Um, it's just amazing how much weight that game carries, and you know, should it? Maybe, maybe not in terms of what you do going forward. Maybe you keep plugging away would be the better course of action. But it seems like there's something going on in Ohio State where they're. You know, they're trying to figure out and, and pick up the pieces a little bit. I don't know what they're going to look tough. like in that bowl game. They're tough. They're tough. They'll be just fine. We're tough. Where's Lou Holtz? We're tough. Yeah. No, <laughs> you aren't tough. You, you know what? You, you you are who we thought you were. And uh, it played out pretty much like we thought it would. And you know what? The, the fact that McCord's in the portal, you know what? There's your scapegoat, right? There's your excuse this year. I was the quarterback. Yeah. So whatever, yeah. man. Um, it's good. It's like I said earlier, I said, could you even imagine the pressure on him next year? Right, he's gonna have a new team, and uh, to win that game, if, if JJ McCarthy is there, if JJ McCarthy went four and zero against these guys, uh, I'd build the statue out of metal and brawn. Build it out of gold um, and gold. I love gold. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, listen, Kyle McCord has taken a lot of shots for how that game went. I actually think that the way he played gave Ohio State a chance to win that game. And you look at the transfer portal right now, and I'm sure. There might even be a better option that's officially on the market at the moment because that's how this works. There's tampering and all kinds of illicit doings, but I just don't know if they're going to be able, like I think the quarterback upgrade that they could make is marginal at best, um, or you're starting a true freshman next year, which could go either way. Honestly, um, you know, you look at, we just talked about Dante Moore. I mean, he was a big star, big star freshman, and he threw 11 touchdowns and nine picks this year. So it's a gamble. So, um, yeah, that's 
we'll see what happens, but it does feel like a bit of a bloodletting and might be a, we'll see what happens down there, but don't really care because we have a Rose Bowl to prepare for. And I think that's pretty much going to do it for us today. A little bit of an abbreviated show. Appreciate it for you. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking around again. Use that promo code UM1 for two months of access for a dollar just for our YouTube subscribers. So uh, be sure to do that. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel for more uh, videos from the Wolverine. A lot of stuff coming in the next few weeks. So for Chris Ballas and Clayton Safey, I'm Anthony Broom. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will talk to you again soon. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.